Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Welcome to the Illinois Family Spotlight podcast. I am Dave Smith, and uh, Monty Lyric is on special assignment today. Uh, but today we have our special guest, Pastor Calvin Lindstrom. Calvin is a Christian pastor in the Northwest Suburbs, Church of Christian Liberty, and also a teacher principal. Am I? Do I have that right? You know, I'm um, not the principal. I do serve on the school board administrator at uh, Christian Liberty Academy in Arlington Heights. You are the father of six children. And you are a board member for Illinois Family Action. And I'm very grateful for your service. I think you've been on board since, what, 2010 when we launched the 501? It's been a a few years. I've I've enjoyed uh, working with you, Dave. And, wow, I I can't believe it's been that long. But uh, I'll I'll trust your memory on that one. Yeah, well, you were one of the first, if not the first. You, uh, uh, John and James. James, that's right. All right. Well, good. Well, listen, uh, we want to talk about uh, a number of different things this first half uh, and to be relevant and timely. You know, we're all experiencing this coronavirus or the COVID-19 shutdown or shelter in place. Um, And Governor uh, J.B. Pritzker recently announced that he is extending the shutdown for schools uh, all the way through the end of uh, the um, semester, right? The end, end of, of the school year, yes. And this shutdown affected our churches on Palm Sunday and on Easter Sunday, um, and which is probably the most important date on our, at least the Christian calendar. Um, and and there's been debate, Pastor, about our religious liberty. Okay, and there's two parts of that versus. Um, submitting to authority, right? That's so right. Scripture, scripture tells us, number one, Romans 13, 1 Peter 2 say, submit to governing authorities. Now, that, that submitting is only when they're not telling us to do something sinful, like worship a golden uh, idol, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but we also um, have been told in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 10, don't neglect meeting together regularly. Now, it doesn't say weekly, it doesn't say daily, it it says regularly. We want to meet together regularly. So how do we balance this out, Pastor, with our religious liberty, the free exercise thereof, and the right of assembly versus submitting to the authority in Illinois? Uh, That that is the million-dollar question. Now, (laughs) one of the things that we have to observe when Hillary Clinton defined religious liberty as being able to believe what you want to believe in your heart, for yes. the left, yes. liberty, religious liberty means you will let you think what you want to think as long as you do what you tell us to do. Oh man, that uh, so that is that is an aspect. Now, when they when they rule churches as non-essential, that that is a a serious thing. Every time I pass by Target, I, I live about a mile from a Target. And, you know, there, there are some church buildings that look, uh, they've taken over, you know, buildings maybe that once were uh, operated by, uh, you know, places like a Target and they turn them into a church building. So I, I it, it kind of reminds me almost as of a, of a mega church. And I see that parking lot 
you know, full every time I pass by. And I think, huh, Target's allowed to have their church, but Christians are not allowed to have their church. Now, right. I, I can I can agree, you know, a church service, it's not identical to maybe shopping at Costco or, or Target, but boy, it is, um, I, I think we are seeing definitely encroachment. In some states, they've banned, as you know, even drive-up services, absolutely ridiculous on that. I think the state in probably countless cases has crossed that line. Yeah, you know, I, I saw somebody tweet the other day saying, serious question, why is it okay for, you know, Applebee's to bring me food to my to my car window, but a, a priest or a pastor not to bring me the elements of communion? Yeah, that's a great, a great question. All the, all the drive-thrus are able uh, to serve. You're able uh, to go, uh, you know, at Costco where I sometimes shop. Uh, obviously, it's not just a computer checker outer. It's a person that they, they take yeah. precautious measures. I, I appreciate that. I'm not saying uh, we should uh, eliminate uh, precautions, but uh, th- this is a, a troubling thing. I, at, at some level, you have to say, OK, we have to be patient. On another level, though, it, it really reminds me of how easy it is for a minority to subjugate a people. That's and, right. and I'm not I'm not comparing this to the Russian Revolution or or other takeovers, but uh, when Lenin and his compatriots were able to grab power, they were not a majority. They they grabbed the power and then through force they were able to get the majority to do what they wanted. You see, there are some parallels, I want to say. I'm I'm not making a one for one, but you I it reminds me of, of how easy, relatively easy it is to subjugate a people if you can use a crisis to take advantage of that. Again, I'm not making uh, prophecies or forecasts. I'm it's just an observation and I think you would uh you would be in agreement with that. Illinois um, this is uh, this this news by the time it, it's aired maybe a few days old. Illinois is, is approaching 28,000 cases. And we have uh, a little over 1,100 deaths in Illinois. And this uh, this starts, uh, or it started in Illinois in January, uh, January 24th, 2020, uh, the first identified case, uh, a woman who had returned from Wuhan, China. So a lot has happened in three months now, almost three months. Um, some of it I understand. Uh, there is there is a side. I think we have to be very very watchful, and and churches churches are going to face some tough questions depending on how this situation continues to develop. Because as I say, for the left, religious freedom is you can just do it in your heart, but you have no ultimate right. They would think, yeah, right. Of practicing that outside the four walls of a church or within your own mind, right or heart, yeah. Um, which is scary. But, you know, to me, it seems as though that some of our lawmakers, some of our um, even local officials, uh, for example, I know a pastor in, in central Illinois, Sangamon County, uh, who wanted to have a drive-in Easter service, and he received a letter from the Sangamon sheriff and the health department saying, cease and desist. <laughs> and that, you know, that is, to me, that is absolutely absurd and this it is kind of crazy but um illinois is not as crazy as other states on some of this however there are counties uh sheriffs uh that are pushing the line Uh, there were cases we know in mississippi uh an african-american pastor was was pointing out just how ludicrous it was this the uh all the all the sheriffs um 
the deputies trying to shut down his service. So I, I hope there are some lawsuits on that and some definite pushback that that then they should not be you should not be allowed to go to any store under those that same logic should be shut down. That's right. Well, there's a flip side to this, too, though. Uh, I'm hearing that sheriffs in various parts of the country, maybe Michigan and Arizona or something like that. um, I'm not going to be able to remember, but um, sheriffs in certain parts of this country are saying, no, I'm not going to enforce these tyrannical laws. Um, Is that appropriate for sheriffs to do? I I believe it is, because um, in in American history, I'm not an expert on this, but in American history, the, the role of the sheriff was a very important role. And uh, it's kind of a ceremonial, almost a political function nowadays. Um, not, I'm not saying sheriffs don't have influence. They do. But uh, it, it's, it's kind of, oh, it's just another politician. Well, th- they do serve at the county level. They serve, I think, an important role of protecting a county from tyranny. And, and it is the, I would say it's the biblical and uh, the historical doctrine of interposition, where they, they have a right, I believe, to stand uh, in between the people and other forms of government to say, no, this is enough. And so I, yeah. I salute them, uh, those sheriffs. I, I wish there were more sheriffs uh, and police officers who recognize ultimately their duty is to the U.S. Constitution. And there, there is, Dave, um, I don't know if you can answer this. I, I believe Illinois law gives the governor some emergency powers, but those last, my understanding is 30 days. 30 days. That's correct. We're past, and, we're past 30 days. On right. what authority now are some of these enactments even taking place? Well, I'm sure many of these, um, there's going to be a lot of cases going through court pretty soon uh, as a result of these um, infringements of our rights. Uh, we'll, we'll have to stay tuned. But as far as the sheriff goes, I just want to go back to this for a second. Um, the sheriff is not um, a, a, an underling to the governor. He is his own standalone authority elected by the people of his county, his, her county. And um, he, they, that person takes an oath of office to uphold the Constitution. Yes. And so they're actually duty bound to make sure that uh, they're not enforcing unconstitutional uh, dictates, That's right? right. And, and they are they are part of the executive branch there, right? Uh, law That's enforcement right. is is the executive, so they th- their legitimate authority is not whatever they're told to do, but should be what the Constitution and what specific laws then lay right. out. Um, we we have we have lost sight in many ways that we are a republic not just influence and power to whoever wants to try to exert that power. Yeah. So after this 30 days of um, lockdown, which is, I think, a bit of an overreaction, um, it should really be the people's decision, right? It should go to the people for a vote. Do we want to continue this way? And and I think there's lots of signs. Um, in fact, let me jump to that right now is there's a bunch of planned protests coming up, right? There's There was one last week in Lansing, Michigan, where they uh, shut the, uh, the streets down. They had a rolling protest in cars. Uh, there's supposed to be one in, uh, in Springfield and Chicago, May 1st. So I think people are growing weary of this lockdown and the, the growing number of un- the numbers of people applying for unemployment because, well, they can't work. 
they're gonna yeah I, I I think and and I I will say this it is there are some tough decisions that have to be made but they better I, I think our our legislators government elect officials better be looking at ways to get people working I think that I don't know that that's entered into the 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 view as much as it should be getting business going maintaining aspects of safety and protection. I think, I, I don't think you say, oh, well, we're going to sacrifice public safety for it. I, I think there are ways where it, where it can be done. Uh, but that, that really should be the, the focus uh, very quickly. Well, our tax and spend Democrats have been irresponsible and reckless for decades in Illinois. Um, they may be trying to dig such a hole right now. You know, this is a cynical, I know, a cynical view. Bear with me. But, you know, they're going to be screaming for a bailout from the federal government. Uh, and, and, of course, they're going to try to use that to bail out decades of irresponsibility. Um, but as tax and spenders, they need to get people back to work. Because if they're not working, you can't tax them. <laughs> you know? It is, it is, you know, th- yeah, no, th- that that's right. And Illinois uh, already, I think uh, Pritzker has said it's a $7 billion deficit. That's how big the hole is getting. And I'm sure it's, I, I, I my guess is that accounting is conservative at best. Yeah, they, uh, they don't know how to count in Springfield in general. So uh, it, <laughs> they over underestimate what they do. Before we break, Pastor Lindstrom, I wanted to ask you about the school shutdown order given by Governor Pritzker. Schools, both private and public throughout the state of Illinois, have been um, shut down since March 17th. Um, what, What is the problem? Is there a problem with that, number one? And is there a silver lining to that in your view, Calvin? Well, it, it is, um, I would say, at, at one aspect, there's, there's a problem. Um, the problem is, at least for, for private schools like uh, like the one that we work with uh, and oversee, it's it's going to make things very tough. Um, it's it's tough on the parents and it's tough financially for us because um, this is a difficult financial time for the families that we serve. That's right. That's right. Um, ho- we, we also work with homeschooling. So we believe education can take place in the home. We also believe there's a, you know, our school is a partnership between the family and the the student and so in in that sense yeah we can we can do it at home it can work there, some of the social aspects are are missing the the positive aspect is every parent is actually having to really reckon with the fact that yeah you know what god has given me responsibility for the education of children now my guess is in some cases children are are not in good environments <laughs> so i i don't i don't have any data about that that that's not a not a good thing. Um, I am glad, though, that every in in one sense, I'm glad every every student is a homeschooling student, and I pray. I don't know that it will, but I pray it will lead to more families after the school year is finished uh, making I, the decision to say, you know what, I I, I think I'm going to continue this. There are yeah. ways um, that I can continue it. I, I'm going to say this: there are probably even better ways than the the distance learning. Some of that had to be cobbled together quickly not as streamlined. There are other programs, other ways of, of doing that learning um, in, in the home for next year. I, I pray that will will come of that. It is, uh, you know, there are, there are communities in Illinois that have, you know, just a few reported cases. 
And this one size fits all, maybe you say, well, we couldn't we couldn't say this community could continue. I, to me, uh, th that would be better to leave as a local decision, to tell you that's the right. truth, rather that's right. than, a, the, than a top down. That that's would have been my preference. Uh, I like on, local, on that. School, local school boards, right? Yeah, that that would be that would have been my preference. Uh, let them make that uh, decision and work out those work out those details. Well, as far as um, the Christian audience that's maybe listening to the podcast today, uh, maybe they're growing frustrated with their government school. Um, you have at Christian Liberty Academy great resources and curriculum, right? We do. Yeah, we've, uh, where we've they, been. Where would they find that? The best uh, two, two places to start. If they want to learn more broadly about what we offer for, for families working at home, it would be homeschools.org. Homeschools. Dot org. If they want to look at the curriculum in terms of now purchasing, uh, the best place is shopchristianliberty.com. Shopchristianliberty, all one word, dot com. And everything that we have available in terms of uh, curricula. And, and we do offer more um, independent, you know, where the family, they just get the books and they go do everything on their own. Or we have a, a model where it's more of a partnership. Work is sent in. We give transcripts, report cards, help, uh, you know, build that partnership between the family and and the school. And and we have worked with probably a half million families and students over, all? <laughs> over 50 years. So it's, you've got um, a little experience here. And and it is, I will say this, it's a very traditional program. It's It doesn't have all the bells and whistles that some have, but it is proven. It, it does work. Um, it's not, uh, you know, a new scheme. Uh, it was my dad's original vision that has been worked, and hopefully, I, I think it has been improved over the years. But um, no, it's a, it's a great curriculum. It does involve parents. Uh, it's not just you know the kids get the stuff and do everything on their own. There is that parental involvement, which we think is a good thing. Though there is an aspect where students do learn independence and the ability uh, to learn for themselves. I, I think there's a there's a balance between. Uh, what the parent does teach, what the school books also teach, and then a child also recognizing, you know what, I have to be responsible uh, for my education also. I, I have to own that. Yep. Yep. Very good. So that's homeschools.org, homeschools.org, and then shopchristianliberty.com, right? That's right. Those would be the two uh, two websites to learn about what we offer uh, for, for families that want to teach their children at home year round. Wonderful. All right, so we're going to take a break now. But before I do that, I want to point out that uh, State Representative Darren Bailey from Southeast Illinois, uh, he's a state representative. He's running for state Senate. Um, he is calling for a day of prayer in Illinois. Um, Governor Pritzker has not called for that. Last month, um, President Trump did call for a day of prayer. But State Representative Darren Bailey is calling for a day of prayer this Friday, April 24th. If you want more information about that, go visit the IllinoisFamily.org website. We have an article up there for you. IllinoisFamily.org. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with Pastor Kelvin Lindsay. An update from Illinois Family Institute, IllinoisFamily.org. 
The coronavirus shutdown of government and private schools is exposing more children to the flexibility of home education. There is no end to what you can do. While the fight against the pandemic continues, many parents may decide to cut ties to government schools altogether before the new academic year begins and the state officially launches the LGBT history mandate, either online or in classrooms. Kirk Smith is with Illinois Christian Home Educators. Parents to say we can go no further than we're going. You can begin the switch to Christian home education by visiting ICHE.org. Click on New to Homeschooling. It'll walk you through that process. And stay up to date on education and other issues that impact families. Visit IllinoisFamily.org. Welcome back. I am David Smith, your host for the day. Monty Larrick is on special assignment, and uh, I have the privilege of uh, talking with Pastor Calvin Lindstrom of Christian Liberty Academy and Church of Christian Liberty in Arlington Heights, a wonderful uh, board member of Illinois Family Action. Um, and of course, we are very concerned about the uh, the bills that are pending in Springfield. Um, one of the good pieces of news about this whole shutdown of the state uh, is that our state lawmakers have not been in session in March and April, and it's not looking like they're going to come back anytime, at least in the beginning of May. And the state constitution requires them to have passed the budget by the end of May, May 31st. And so um, I wouldn't anticipate them coming back to do very much um, but the budget and maybe some ethics reform, <laughs> which is desperately needed, and, and maybe some pension reform, which, again, desperately needed. But before they had to adjourn um, and uh, shelter at home, uh, there were a couple of very de- disturbing bills that were introduced. One is called the REACH Act in the Senate, the Illinois Senate, and that's Senate Bill 2762. This expands sex ed, comprehensive, so-called age-appropriate, to kindergartners. <laughs> yeah. To kindergartners. Right now, the law says you, if you teach sex ed, you got to teach it sixth grade to 12th grade. But it requires that uh, now it'll be kindergarten if this law were to pass, if this bill was to pass. And it requires that first, kindergarten, first graders, second graders be taught human anatomy, gender roles, and various family structures. Pastor, (laughs) feel free to interrupt me at any time and comment on any part of this, all right? It is. uh, Well, it is. You know the the news reports you're you're reading almost like from one of the 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 um, the articles, which I think are all copy and pasted. The Illinois Family, your, your article, Dave, I will say, it was the best article that I read on yeah. this. <laughs> the yeah, others are yeah. just kind of oh whatever, you know, you just kind of fall asleep. You realize oh there there is uh, a clear agenda now. How how many sex ed bills had been passed? I, I was I think on on your website, I was finding stuff from 2013. So now yes, this yes. is the eighth eighth year that we have to. Uh, reform this. And and you know, I, I think what's behind this is, well, we got to expand it to kindergarten and we have to mandate it for everyone. There's no opt out. I'm guessing there are probably, you know, a little more conservative school districts in Illinois that would say, ah, you know, I'm not going to do that. Uh, right. 
probably right. in our area. I'm sure it's, you know, it's whatever, whatever Springfield says they do or worse. Uh, so this is going to mandate it. Kindergarten through 12th grade, no opt out for any school district. And then with the whole transgender movement, we That's have right. to rewrite everything and make sure every kindergartner gets the the gender or the uh, the gender bred man to learn about uh, gender fluidity and the 55 genders or 75 gender. I, I don't know what what's the science now today. Uh, someone tell me uh, about this. So it is um, you know this is just more more tinkering social engineering uh, at its finest. I, I would love. The fact that maybe these bills get stalled, die. Um, but as we know, Dave, they can grind out what they want to in little time. That's and, right. And um, you know, right. people that are saying, "Oh, yeah, great, uh, this is going to push this off." I, I hope so. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you can't trust. Well, you can't trust well, their politicians. Either way, uh, Calvin, we need to people call their state senator and say, "Please vote no to Senate Bill twenty-seven sixty-two." Vote no to Senate Bill 2762. Now, after this session dies, which will be in early January 2021, um, they could reintroduce this under a, probably another bill number. We'll keep you posted. And that's why you should be part of our email list. But um, the, the, I just want to point out one other thing. Senate Bill 2762 also mandates, okay, it requires that uh, teachers have a discussion about sexting to eighth to eight-year-olds to 10-year-olds, eight to 10. Listen, my eight to 10-year-olds, and I've had quite a few, um, have never had a phone. They don't know what texting is in the first place other than what their dad does. Um, so why would we introduce this sexting subject to them at such an early age, unless we're looking <laughs> to to help them uh, along uh, the, the the progressive road on sexuality. It yeah it it it's a worldview thing, isn't it, Dave? Um, it is. And in in their worldview, well, yeah, there's no ultimate standards. Man and man's feeling, and then the government being the savior and uh, provider of salvation through knowledge is is really what motivates this and then more disturbingly the agenda of recruiting and at the earliest level promoting confusion among uh, our youngest citizens regarding these issues so yes and on that note this bill is endorsed by planned parenthood and equality illinois so what, what that'll tell you something yeah the, the other bill that's uh pending in springfield is senate bill 3788 um this adds to the sex ed bill it would say course material and instruction on how to receive and give consent for sexual activity. They're going to teach your child. They're going to teach your child kindergarten through 12th how to say yes to um sexual advances. I mean, are we serious? Yeah. It is it is it, it is a it is a nightmare if if you woke up uh, after 30 years, you would think you were living in a different country, maybe a different planet. And then it also deletes from the current law Teaching honor and respect for monogamous heterosexual marriage. In other words, God's plan has got to be deleted from uh, sex ed. Yep. No. No surprise there. That's that's just just par for the worldview. Yeah. 
So um, again, you need to call when you're calling your state senator to say no about Senate Bill 2762. Please also say and vote no to Senate Bill 3788. Vote no to Senate Bill 3788. And that helps us segue into uh, our next topic, which is school choices. All right. Uh, Calvin, your private Christian school, Christian Liberty Academy, doesn't teach comprehensive, age-appropriate sex ed from kindergarten through 12th grade, does it? No. (laughs) And so if you want to protect your children from this kind of indoctrination and perversion, you know, you have school choices in Illinois. One of them being private Christian schools like Christian Liberty Academy in Arlington Heights or home education. Calvin, can you give us like the top three reasons why parents should consider attending or sending their kids to private Christian schools like Christian Liberty Academy? Certainly, I, I use uh, the three words that make up our uh, our school's name. First of all, is Christ. <laughs> the whole the whole focus on uh, honoring Christ, uh, which you, even even the finest government school that teaches math, science, and other things, you know, they have been infected by an anti a totally anti Christian worldview. Uh, you could you could argue that at one time of uh, the public schools in our nation had a had a Christian idea and basis. Some of that is debatable as you go to Horace Mann, others who were uh, part of the early public education movement. And they had that agenda from the very earliest, uh, very earliest days. But uh, it is the whole issue of Christ. Second, it is the, the idea of liberty. And do you want everything to be controlled by a government in terms of education? That is uh, that's a dangerous area when when government has all the control of education and they have a set of they have a set of beliefs that they're promoting to our kids it's also a religion right if if you love oh without a doubt uh education always has a religious basis so if you love freedom you should want to support uh local christian schools and homeschooling it you have to to do that i would say support it by doing that for your children third is is the academic aspect and and the whole worldview um, statistics show that homeschool kids do better on average, though I have to say this, the average has become so low in our nation that if you just beat the average, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the Lord, you're the not, Lord, you're not, that's not much to say. No, right? Yeah. The Lord does yeah, give gifts. Lot. Some <laughs> children have the ability in terms of academics to excel. Other, others will struggle more and, and we don't want to define our children just how they do on a test score or, or just their grades. But there is a, a watering down, certainly, of academics, the books that are used, um, you know, what's the reading book going to be for seventh grade now? Can you imagine what a lot of the schools are having their seventh graders, eighth graders read? Uh, it, it's not the the old McGuffey readers uh, that right. were used in, in our nation's history. Uh, the perversion that comes in now in English classes, not to mention sex ed, health classes, uh, history classes, um, you know, it's it's all over the place. So Christ liberty and what is the academic basis for education those are i think three strong reasons to say get your kids out uh either teach them at home uh work out something in your church you know it doesn't have to be just a christian school or just a home school there are hybrid models That's uh, right. families that work together you know uh, the entrepreneurship of, of education uh is a wonderful thing i, I can remember visiting um uh, thomas jefferson's home I, I believe that's mount uh 
with no Monticello. I was thinking mm-hmm. Mount Vernon, Monticello, and and obviously Jefferson was a slave owner, and I remember seeing a sign that said one of his slaves, uh, at at night she taught her children spelling and other subjects, and I thought, wow, what a testimony. Here's a slave woman who recognizes she she has responsibility still of teaching her children. That was a very inspirational story, not of slavery, of course, but right. it's someone in a very low position, and yet they recognize, I, I have a duty before God. I thought that was a, a beautiful testimony. I think of uh, the famous uh, surgeon, Ben Carson, his mother, uh, yep. not, not even fully literate. Now, she did not homeschool him, but she did ensure... <laughs> His his education right. and and that's a that's a beautiful spirit and and uh, all parents should should have that goal in mind. That's right. And, and the government schools are just failing on all three of those levels that you just laid out. And so uh, by and large, I, I am I am painting with a large brush brush. So forgive me, but uh, there are some exceptions here and there. But um, our government schools are failing our kids in general. Um, and as Christians, we need to instill a godly character um, and a love for the Lord first and foremost. And then, of course, the academics build upon that. So, um, And Dave, anyway. one, one statistic I like to share is uh, one year of school is about the equivalent of five years that a child would attend in a church, church-sponsored activities or worship services. One yeah. year of school, yeah. five years of churches. So Four years of high school, 20 years is the equivalent wow. of 20 years. Yep. Uh, yep. That, that's that's too much to make up, I would say, for, for the family or for the church no. at that matter to, to try to undo all of that. No, it, it, you're right. Our kids in government schools are being steeped in a wicked culture uh, that is uh, teaching them the antithesis of the gospel. And uh, that's that's a shame. That's a shame. Well, um you know, it's very important for Christians to stay engaged. We have a November election coming up. We, it's easy to forget about it during this COVID craziness, but there is a November election coming up. The president, President Donald Trump, is at the top of the ticket. And, um, you know, hopefully he will have coattails here in Illinois pulling in some good conservative Christian uh, candidates uh, to, to not only federal office, you know, and I'm thinking of people like uh, Jeannie Ives and Rick Leib. And um, and then we've got other statewide candidates like Jeanette Ward and Darren Bailey and others who are running for for office. We'd love to see win that office. Let me let me just ask you this, uh, Pastor. And I know you've probably done have been doing a lot of counseling lately, but why should Christians in blue states like Illinois stay involved and not lose heart? Well, because, um, A, there still is the importance of of giving a voice of opposition. You know, your vote, your vote does matter, even in a landslide that goes against. Um, It's a, it's a principle. I think it's, there's a principle. Uh, We're not just pragmatic people. Um, we, We are hopefully people of principle. So, I think you say, okay, does it matter? Yes, it does. Don't don't just look at at the outcome. Now we're realistic. We're not predicting. Oh, if we just you know we can overturn everything. No, but there. And secondly, there are local elections where there is a real choice, and that choice is Illinois. There there are um in maybe maybe downstate there are a few issues yeah where the a good Republican conservative is is going to easily win. I think that's a minority. 
either either it's total Democratic control or if there is a, a good candidate, it's going to be a, a tough race. You know, the, the northwest suburbs, which were probably 20 years ago, uh, mostly conservative. That's that's gone today. That's right. Um, I think they lean. They would lean Democratic. Uh, so if if you're trying to get someone that is good elected, everybody is going to have to get out to vote. There, there's no shoe wins anymore. And the last election cycle was a wake up call where people who we thought, oh, overall, we're, we're decent. You know, they, 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 they lost. You could say, oh, maybe right. they didn't run the best uh, the best races. You know, we, we could analyze the election, but just wake up and, and smell the coffee, as it were. Uh, the area has shifted. So everyone has to be involved. Um, and if you say I'm voting as a protest vote, good. Uh, I, I doubt Donald Trump is going to win Illinois. Right. No. I, I just don't think the statistics are are uh, in, in the state. But that doesn't mean it's it's worthless to go out and, and vote. But he will energize the Republican base and hopefully that will help some of our candidates. You know, the left wing personal pack, which is the pro-abortion group headed up by Terry Cosgrove, you know, they aren't stopping. They already have super majorities of pro-choice lawmakers in the General Assembly, but they're still going out after people like Representative Tom Morrison, who who really squeaked out a narrow victory. 2016, or I'm sorry, 2018. And so we need to be involved because, uh, do you remember the margin of victory? Was it 60 votes or something like that? Um, right in that. And it was, I mean, almost you could count it on, uh, you know, your hands and toes. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it ended up, I think, somewhere around, uh, you know, 40 to 60 votes. So, yeah. And that's, you know, that's out of several thousand casts. That's a, that's a very tight election. So as I say, there's, there's no, um, there's no slam dunks for any conservative uh, Christian candidates. Right. And we can ill afford to lose strong conservative Christian witness and voices in Springfield. Can we? Because it could get worse in Illinois. Think of it. It, that can't, way. Get worse. it can't get worse. <laughs> and if anybody has been paying attention to this government crackdown, uh, we can see how um, uh, some of our national leaders will are willing to abuse their power. Yes. Right? Exactly. Oh yeah, no. So it 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 matters. I mean, I wish the conservative movement in Illinois was stronger. However, uh, we cannot yeah. we cannot just say, "Oh, well, we're going to quit." If if you're in this state, you got to be willing to fight. Uh stand up. You got to you got to view it as a you're a missionary, you're a pioneer. You can't just be coasting along. Right. Fight or flight. And then unfortunately, some folks have already voted with their feet and have gone to other states. But um, we're going to keep fighting. Right, Calvin, for Illinois Family Action, uh, we are going to keep fighting and proclaiming the truth, even if those who are willing to listen to the truth grow smaller and smaller. I, exactly. You know, I, I don't uh, we're, we're not at the point where we all have to leave. I, I don't I don't believe we've crossed that line. But we are at the point, and and really, you might say the whole Christian life is is to be that witness. Um, we're we're not we're not all, we're not all given the same gifts, so the witness is always for Christ. It's going to look differently, uh, but but everyone has to be engaged, concerned. I, I'm so glad to hear about this day of prayer. I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh, I know we have the National Day of Prayer. Uh, I think that's usually early in May, but I'm glad to hear. There is a day specifically set aside for Illinois this coming yes. uh, Friday, so that's a that's a wonderful thing. I hope our listeners will will respond to that. We are being humbled, you know. You can, yes. however, you view this, whether you say it's government overreach or no, uh, you know, we're just responding to a to a legitimate crisis. We are being humbled. This is having 
severe, severe ramifications financially. You know, it's I, I liken to this as a wave. It's like this that massive tsunami. Some people, it, it's run them over already. Others, that wave is still coming, and the closer it gets to shore, the bigger that wave gets. I don't, I don't think the wave has hit the shore yet. And uh, what we are going to, the repercussions of this, I, I, I think, are going to be significant. So we have to humble yeah. ourselves before the Lord. We're, we're all being laid low. I was just about to quote that James chapter four verse ten: "Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord." And you know what? We need to do that. We need to be intentional about doing that. And so in recognizing that we are utterly dependent on God's goodness and blessings, um, unlike the governor of New York who said, you know, the, um, the, the flattening out of the COVID curve was not God's doing. You know, Nebuchadnezzar, you better be careful um, about taking credit for something that God alone is is capable of doing. And we need to humble ourselves and go before the Lord and appeal to his goodness and mercy. Amen. No, that's that's exactly right. Uh, we, we have to recognize the hand of the Lord has been heavy against us. And if we think of what our nation deserves, what our state deserves, it is a horrible thing. May that's God, right. May God have mercy on us. Well, that's a good prayer to end on. Thank you, Calvin, for joining me today on this Illinois Family Spotlight. Remember, this Friday is that uh, state call to prayer, a state day of prayer. Uh, go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org. Look for the article with more details on it. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll join all of our voices together on that day making an appeal to God Almighty, our Sovereign, our Sustainer, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Great to be with you. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.